Hi, I'm Divya. And I'm Akarsh. And you are on the trunk call with us. For those of you who know us, know that we've been married for the last four years, but we've been together for the last six years, and we are somewhat seasoned at um, doing a long distance. In fact, we are in a long distance uh, right now. Yeah, and um, that's how we also got started, right? That our relationship started as a long distance relationship. Yeah, that is true. So we've done this a few times, and we thought that this time around we'd find a way to document our experience through a podcast that we are lovingly calling the Trunk Call, and the Trunk Call because we are both children of the '90s. We grew up in India. I grew up in Mumbai. Utkarsh grew up in Delhi, so we're spouses and lifelong rivals. And I remember as a child when my parents would telephone their friends or our relatives in a different state or country, they would book that call through an operator service, and it would be this really special, highly anticipated and expensive way to stay in touch with loved ones. Fortunately, it uh, isn't as much hard work today, but the distance remains. So. We decided to name this podcast after that memory, and we're really excited for you all to be part of our conversations today and in the upcoming episodes. So, UK, how are you doing? <laughs> I am as good as anyone can be in the times of Corona. I have been locked in the house for the last four, four and a half weeks, and I've been riding the wave of self isolation and making the most of this time everything that yeah. i can do i'm doing and everything that yeah. i didn't want to do <laughs> that i was doing in my regular life i have completely stopped doing those things so it's a whole bunch of good and some not so good things right yeah you and i both and i think when we um so for for everyone who knows and everyone who doesn't know i'm just going to sort of level the playing field a little bit right now with some information I've just moved to Toronto, Canada and Utkarsh and I are immigrating here this year. And so the plan was that I come out here before him and then he'd kind of follow suit in uh July of this year and I hope that we can still keep our plans um on track but it's really hard to hard to say right now given that the whole lockdown situation has no no end date to it so it's really hard to make any concrete plans but um yeah so that's that's why we are in a bit of a uh inaccessible uh long distance which was initially a normal long distance but is now uh, a bit of a no end in sight kind of long distance which i'm hoping will change we're trying to both we're both trying to be optimistic and like utkar said he's in he's in quarantine in phoenix it's a place that he's been living in for the last 9 years that's his sort of usa experience and uh, i have just moved to toronto and as soon as i moved here the place went into a lockdown so i have not really explored the city that i've just moved in i've basically in this beautiful little townhouse in a nice neighborhood here and i just haven't gotten to explore the city that i just moved to uh and what i want to do today with utkarsh is dive deep into what the quarantine experience for us has been uh over this last one month it's definitely been 33 days for me on the day of this recording and 
I have some very mixed feelings about this experience, but I want to give Utkarsh a chance to talk about how he's experienced the last one month uh, by himself and um, what this one month has meant to me. So take it away, UK. Well, just a tiny disclaimer here. As deep as we are comfortable with, because nobody wants to hear me cry on the podcast. So we'll just try not putting to go it out there. there. Yeah. We'll try to keep you away from that. So, yeah, I'll kick it off with um, what my great, amazing, by-myself experience has been so far. Uh, just to tell you, like Divya had mentioned earlier, I have been in Phoenix for the last nine years. And the more I've lived in the city, the more I've found myself to be pretty happy with just staying home and not doing a lot. <laughs> as sad as that sounds, I am an introvert and I like my own personal space and my personal time a little more than I like going out. So the biggest thing is that, yeah, not a lot has changed for me since the quarantine began. Um, the other thing I'd mention is that my lockdown or my stay at home started almost two weeks before anyone else is in the state of Arizona. Um, that was primarily because I've had a re recent change in my job and my setup is that I can be pretty much working from anywhere. So two weeks before all of this started to go down, uh, my colleague that I work with in person in Phoenix was in LA. So I decided that, well, I'll just stay home and work from home. And right. guess what? That never stopped. <laughs> I still haven't been to yeah. work. <laughs> you just never went back. <laughs> this has been my setup. I've just been at home. I've been staring outside the window in front of my desk every day as I work. And yeah, just I just wanted to go. I know you, you you're I'd like you to continue, but I just want to sort of duck in for a second and say that I really enjoyed seeing that sketch you have been working on for the last few days that basically uh, is uh, is your view, your work from home view. And um, it's, it's so nice that you kind of got back to your drawing and sketching roots. Uh, and for those of you who don't follow Utkarsh on Instagram, uh, his handle is... You're not is... missing out on much. <laughs> Please give yourself some credit. <laughs> it's not that bad. But yeah, Utkarsh is, uh, I'd say, a part photographer, part... Um, uh, you know, uh, artist and of course a full-time um, architect. I feel like we should have introduced our professions at the beginning, but it's okay. I mean, this is not a professional podcast, so it's okay for our professions to sort of creep in in the middle of uh, our talking as well. But yeah, I'll let you continue with how your one month experience has been since you've been. You, you never just went. You never went back to work. So how are you? Um, how are you coping with? Uh, this extended solitude. So you said that you, and I know this because I've lived with you and married to you and love you, but I know you're a, you know, you're in you're, that order. You're, <laughs> you're, uh, you're a classic introvert. So I guess uh, being in this lockdown is, uh, is, you know, your personality traits are serving you well at this time and you're not really feeling too out of place, but an extended amount of solitude isn't really um, anyone's cup of tea. So are, are there some places or 
Is there some way that you are struggling with in this lockdown? Struggle? Yes, of course. Like anyone would struggle with with whatever they're doing if they do it for way too long without uh, a way of changing things up every once in a while. And I think that's been most everyone's, almost everyone's struggle at this point is, A, there doesn't seem to be an end to this, at least in the near future. Mm-hmm. And B, if you're confined to your home, yeah, there's only so many things you can do outside of uh, watching TV and like being on a computer. And like me, cope, the biggest coping mechanism I have is the fact that I have a friend halfway across the country and him and I are playing video games, <laughs> a mm. lot of video games. I know so, this friend. That has been a part of my coping mechanism, but yeah, it's it's definitely had its ups and downs. I would say, um, not to brag, but I am pretty resilient when it comes to making things work for myself and I don't let things get to me as easily. Hmm. So when this thing started, I would say that the everyday routine that I had um, of getting up at 6.30 in the morning, getting ready for work, and then getting into the car. And I love driving, so driving to work used to be... Driving to work for me in the day used to be where I would collect my thoughts or or connect with family. Like, those are, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, the half-hour stretch I used to get in the mornings to just, like, touch on other aspects of my life before I dive into work. Yeah. Um, and then being at work for eight, nine hours, whatever, uh, getting a little bit of a break in between and then working with my colleague uh, in person, like all of those things used to be pretty routine and normal, much like it is for anyone who works full time. Uh, right. And then driving back home again, getting in touch with family, talking to friends or talking to uh, Divya on my way back from work, talking about our evening plans, which mostly revolved around having dinner and watching Netflix. But coming back home, spending time with you and going to bed, like reading a book or watching something yeah. fun and then going to bed. Like that that was my routine. Yeah. So in the first two weeks when I locked myself into the house and was like, well, now I don't think it's a good time to be going out. The first thing that went out of the window was my routine. And I would say the first two weeks were particularly hard because I completely rid myself of any any sense of routine I had going for myself. Yeah, yeah. But you, I mean, you still had the, the eight-hour work day to kind of go back into, you know. So even though your home part of the routine might be wrecked, you still had to kind of show up at your yeah. computer at 9 a.m. and kind of make sure that you're still delivering what See, you need to do that- and then be back. Uh, or, or or try to at least log out at your sort of six or seven pm mark. Now, for for those of us who 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 probably know this or don't know this, uh, my day is a lot more fluid when it comes to that. So it's you know when you talk about your routine being appended, uh, it's much harder for someone who works as a, a freelancer. Uh, you know, probably your your work and home life is a lot more uh, blurred out. And I think a lot of people who are working from home right now are experiencing that work and home right. uh, blur out. And I would say for me, that is a, that's a massive place of discomfort for me because I have to keep 
reeling myself into um my own um you know ability to want to own my day so uh right. but yeah but yeah i mean i i understand the whole sort of um that teething period that we all experience especially i think when when this whole uh, quarantine thing started and i i remember the the news coming in here in canada and i think the seriousness really went up here in toronto when uh, the public school closure announcement was made um that particular thursday i think it was the 12th of march and that's when literally everybody got very serious uh, about taking social distancing and a home quarantine seriously um and i um, i remember i didn't have enough time to really prepare for an indefinite lockdown so i just had to round up uh, whatever i could in that 24 hour window and then kind of just decide and, and and just be home and i uh, i could only sort of prepare for that situation for one week and every every consecutive week after that has just been building off of the week before that uh, i don't think that when this started out i was prepared for like doing this six or seven weeks into the future i was just prepared to do this for one week into the future but um yeah i i i think it's that sense of resiliency that you were talking about that i've been leaning into as well and for me i think i've felt most prepared about um the logistics of living uh through this uh, lockdown and as i'm preparing even from a week or one one to two week basis uh and there's there I, i'm going to say that i think it's it's part of our indian middle class upbringing where we're able to really uh get a you know we're, we're on top of um the amount of resources we have we're able to portion out our um sort of um possessions <laughs> so, pantry um, goods ingredients and meal plan and really utilize what we have in the house to an optimum stage uh, and 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 for me i think a, a a very sort of personal philosophy is a you know is that i don't even outside of a of a global pandemic i don't really like to waste anything that we buy especially mm-hmm. food and produce so you know i have a very low to zero waste food policy anyway and i think that is serving me really well at this point absolutely so uh, the one thing i would point out is uh, going back to what i was talking about um so the first two weeks were particularly hard because i did get rid of all of my rituals um per se to, that i used to have before jumping into work but i think what helped me bring everything back and uh kind of stabilize my 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 mental condition and my my physical condition was the fact that yeah i did have this block of time every day that i had to be productive and focused uh during um so that kind of helped me uh stabilize like it brought mm-hmm. brought everything back for me and i was like okay no i cannot be just getting out of bed and getting in front of my computer and getting going because i'm not as productive i'm not as focused i'm not as energized to do what i what i'm typically very excited to do every day yeah yeah so 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 that that was a mechanism for me uh i'm interested to understand a little more for you given the fact that you have moved to a new place and you have not yet established those rituals those uh 
daily tidbits that like are indicators for you, for your brain to be like, okay, let's get on with the day, especially in a new environment, in a new place where you're still figuring a lot of things out. Like how has that been for you to get back to your like reg, um, regular state of being or uh, getting a better handle on this thing? Yeah, honestly, this you're you're you know really exposing me on this very hot button <laughs> issue because I just don't have a straight answer to this. I mean, what I was hoping to do, you know, outside of this this worldwide complication imposed on us, what's I, what I was hoping to do um, in the in the months leading up to your move here was, um, you know, really uh, check off on uh, some major logistical and organizational benchmarks so that, you know, we'd have a sort of smooth transition to a new country. Um, and I feel like as, as soon as I got here, so by the way, you know, quick uh, sort of side note, the day I got here was not the best day of my life at all, because I, um, I was just deplaning from my uh, flight um, from Detroit to Toronto, that was my final leg, when I uh, received news of my grandmom passing away. That was the day I landed uh, to Toronto. And I remember getting into an Uber and uh, going, I mean, I remember going through my immigration process and getting into an Uber, coming to this new house that I had signed a lease uh, for electronically from a different country and I'd only seen pictures of. So all of this were all of these were really huge strides that I was making uh, that day while processing this news that came from home. Uh, and it just that that I would say those first few days were very debilitating for me. And as I was sort of just beginning to get an understanding of okay, this is Here's, I'm going to start really setting up life uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks here. Um, the, the lockdown was announced. So I, I still have to do a lot of those, but then do it all virtually. So I am, you know, I, I hate to use a platitude like this, but I'm essentially every day I feel like I'm, I'm building a part of the plane as I'm flying it. Mm. And it feels, uh, it feels incredibly hard to do. and. I've, you know, I have had a tumultuous uh, emotional experience going through this pandemic um, on my own. Uh, but of course, I'm very grateful. I mean, at this moment, I feel like I'm on top of things. I'm in control of what I need to do. But there are parts of the day where I'm kind of experiencing all five stages of loss in the same day. You know, I I am experiencing a denial of what's happening. I'm experiencing anger but i'm also experiencing a certain amount of acceptance and moving on and trying to you know uh keep things going but i you know and honestly i feel like doing this podcast is part of that exercise to feel like some sense of control um of uh being able to create something in the face of adversity so i'm hoping we're able to sort of keep up to this commitment and uh feed feed this project uh at least, you know, when we were concepting it. And by the way, when we were concepting this project, we weren't really concepting this as, as a pandemic podcast, but we were just concepting this as a way to document our long distance uh, anyway. And then 
you know, these complications arose. So we were like, we have to do this now more than ever. Um, so I, I, you know, it just feels, um, it, it feels extremely uh, productive to, to be able to do this. Yeah. And I would say if there is a silver lining to all this, it's the fact that, um, I don't know, a lot of people have a lot of, lot more time on their hands to do more, to create more, to be more productive. Although that's a, uh, that's a slippery slope because you can very quickly get into this mindset of, oh, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. But I think for us, this was as good a time as any uh, to yeah. get started on this thing. And knowing the fact that this format's probably going to change in the future because there's going to be an eventual timeline where I move, I finally move to Toronto and we're together in the same place and not have to do this long distance anymore. And that'll change how we talk about things, how we, oh, definitely. Topics we, we cover. But I think yeah. for now, for, for the foreseeable future, uh, we're, we're motivated by this, this uh, situation at hand and we want to do what we've yeah, been we want to push of, our creative limits in oh, spite yeah, of what is going yeah. on. Things that we've been putting off, things that we've been holding off on for a while. We want to get to it. <laughs> right. And I feel, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, just piggybacking on that. There's a lot more sort of external topics to be covered also. Um, definitely, you know, Karsh and I enjoy watching a lot of films and TV shows and read a lot of books and just we're constantly like going through our um, feeds and we have more number of more content lined up than we can ever sort of stop to consume. So, uh, you know, from uh, a general sort of pop culture uh, perspective, there will be a lot more conversations that um, that we're thinking will be more interesting and uh, relatable to sp speak about, especially because we enjoy sort of um, doing that as, as, as part of our recreation right. um, other than, uh, you know, whatever we're going through. But, you know, I just want to come back into the, the, the long distance uh, side of things uh, because this is uh, a podcast that's rooted in that. Uh, so you and I have been somewhat of marathoners when it comes to long distance. And, you know, you mentioned um, at the very beginning, I want to go back to that, that we started off uh, our relationship in a long distance way, which mm -hmm. is, and I've, you know, the more I've spoken to people, the more I've just read on things that is actually a very rare way for a relationship to even begin, you know, you usually to be more precise. Why? I mean, so I don't have to be such, you don't have to be like so doomsday like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, uh, but but traditional uh, i guess i guess wisdom tells you that <laughs> starting a relationship and long distance is a recipe for disaster but yeah i guess it's one of those like single digit percentage stories that is like okay you started long distance and it worked out and and i think here's here's my perennial um truth of long distance relationships it is that it only works when the two people are right for each other it you could be 
the same person that you are but if you are with somebody who is just not going to understand the responsibilities that come with a long distance or is not as committed into that relationship or has priorities that will shift as soon as you get into a long distance uh, arrangement then that long distance will not work i don't think that the problem really is with the format of long distance i think it is just that those two people are not meant to be in a long distance together and but those two people could could very well survive you know decades together if they're in the same sort of location but as soon as you throw in that variable in the equation of that relationship it could just completely change the dynamic and i think because we started off uh, long distance we were able to incorporate multiple stretches of long distance for your goals and my goals and be able to carry on this um carry on our even our marriage i think when we uh, got married you uh, so we got married in india in bombay i was working in bombay for two years so that was another you know intercontinental long distance we had i was living in bombay he was still in phoenix uh, this was between 2014 2016 and he came out in 2016 we got married but then i remember two days after the reception he flew out and the next day i resumed work until about 6 months so we had 6 months of a long distance even as husband and wife from the day of our wedding so i i would say that we were able to give ourselves um the we were able to undertake this exercise because that's how we began what do you think do you have a different opinion on this <laughs> um do i have a different opinion on this um would it have been better if we didn't have to do this i think so <laughs> i i really think that uh distance distance uh, between us has not been daunting but it's not been fun either like i have not felt um insecure in our relationship ever you might beg to differ but i personally feel i've never had Oh, a sense Bobby. of <laughs> a sense of you can uh, give yourself some credit <laughs> a sense of insecurity or despair over the fact that you're not next to me uh, because i don't know we like i said we started our relationship as a long distance relationship but it's it's the way we clicked the way i was drawn to you that it just made things a whole lot easier knowing that you and i were looking for the same things and we weren't we we were kind of committed to finding those things together and not have to worry yeah. about what might happen if one person wants something else at a later time because uh, i think we were so so from from a from a very core uh perspective of who we really are i think we're very similar and we strive for similar things and we're always looking to do things that help each other that really builds a, a better life for us and right that 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 sense of uh uh security i think came from that particular fact that we were so alike and we were so driven by the same morals and the same principles in our lives that it what there was no second guessing about like 
how will I do this with this person? Like, right, right, there was right. never, there was never that cloud of doubt or judgment over whether this thing will work or not, because we just took it head on when we were like, sure, we like each other. We want to be with each other. That's very clear, but we have this very, uh, uh, uh very clear distance between us. So how do we make it work? I think yeah, that was yeah. that, that was the approach that really helped our situation and has been helping our situation because having been together for over six years now, we've spent I I would say we've spent as much time apart as we've spent together. As we've spent together. And I feel like right now we might be in our uh fourth run, if I may, of doing a long distance in the last six years. Mm-hmm. and uh, this feels um this feels challenging on all the normal levels that we're used to um especially when it's an you know it's a it's a different time zone uh long distance we have to make sure that you and i are both understanding of each other's extremely different uh priorities in our individual places of residence and have to constantly work around um possible hurdles but also not really reach a place where we feel like okay you know i've been really out of touch with this person and what's happening so i guess it's that you know like i've i know that we both haven't ever really felt that uh were high and dry from communicating with each other but and, and i mean there's also there's also you know one or couple of those days in the middle here and there where we really can't overcome those uh, obstacles and we just have to be in acceptance of that but i really think that other than just the normal um uh, variables that typically trip up uh, long distance relationships this one feels a lot more daunting only because there is no end in sight and well, while we have while we have you know while we planned for that end in sight when we embarked on this right now that that end is is challenged because of um you know the the, the current situation so it just uh, i i guess you know it it comes down to our individual abilities and our collective abilities to uh, process uh, uncertainty and we we've individually had a lot of those personal experiences of dealing with the uncertainty uncertainty in our lives and that i would say has at some level exposed us to deal with this devil but yeah, absolutely and but I, yeah i mean which is which is which is probably the reason why i'm not i don't i i don't feel that sense of dread in terms of oh how will this happen or when will this happen i know it'll happen I know we'll make it work like I think we've been through circumstances like you said that have built up our ability to deal with the unknowns a lot better so I'm not I'm not as concerned about the end in sight because yeah. I know it's there and I know we'll get there but yeah the the general consensus here would be between the two of us we had we had the we had the 4 or 5 months in front of us really really well planned out and mm-hmm. that's all up in the air so that is where i'm i'm a little like i'm not i'm not i'm not a good improviser i like to plan everything in advance and I yeah like yeah i was just going to say that between the, i'm sorry one second i have to say this so between the two of us 
Utkarsh Kumar is really like, you know, he's like the long-term planner and organizer. It, I think it comes as part of his professional toolkit, but also that's kind of, that's the kind of person he is. I, I remember when I walked into his life and I brought so much um, of this kind of spontaneous and impromptu spirit, it, it almost shook him to his core where he was like, what is this girl trying to do to me? You know, and he was really pushed to the to the brink of his uh, comfort zone uh but yeah I, I i can see why that is the case for you and and glad you mentioned that because that is the one thing that is actually serving me well because i have kind of through uh, forced circumstances or through choices of my own uh i have been way more exposed to improvising uh, in life uh, a lot more a lot more so that's the one part that i actually feel like i have some control over right but i I just feel like even though i'm not i'm not good at this i'm not good at improvising i'm not good at changing up plans last minute so i'm still going through that phase of figuring out okay what do the next three four five months look like given also the fact that my visa is going to expire in September. Mm-hmm. So I'm not yeah. on October. So I'm not here uh, indefinitely. Like I, I can't do that, even though even even say worst case scenario, this thing goes on indefinitely for the rest of the year. I don't have that luxury to just sit around here and wait it out. So I will right. have to vi- yeah. figure it out. I will have to make it work. And you and I will have to make this situation the best out of the situation when it comes to the move. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's one complication that uh, I'd say very few people will understand, especially, um, you know, only those people that have kind of lived outside of their home countries and different country for a very long period of time and are, and are on these uh, long visas, um, that your life, uh, you know, could go on very normally for a long time until you reach the date of expiration on a visa Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that's when you really start to notice the difference between your immigrant life versus a citizen's life in that country and I feel like that's a whole different topic and I definitely have a lot more opinions to add to that topic but I don't want to get into that right now (laughs) maybe we'll do an episode on that but I yeah I, I mean again like as one of those um hardwired immigrant brains we uh we understand our responsibilities in our country of residence but at the same time we also are constantly reminded of our uh, limitations in a different country but fortunately i think we've spent so much time uh in in a country outside of the country we were born in that we're now uh seasoned or experienced uh with the you know uh with things that we needed to do in order to take care of ourselves in that situation. And so fortunately, at this point, at the at the time of recording this episode, it's safe to say that we actually have uh, the ability to have, you know, triple residence in three countries right now. And so this is that sort of beautiful overlap that we have at this moment. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're quarantined. <laughs> so we can't really take advantage of living yeah. in three countries even though we have the 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 legal ability to do that right now um but uh yeah 
I guess that is what it is. I just, you know, um, I want to start winding down soon, Utkarsh, but uh, I do want to sort of get into a last piece with you about managing um, the logistics uh, of a long distance relationship. And I know that back in 2014, uh, we, uh, and that was an intercontinental, this, I would say this isn't intercontinental, we're still part of the same continent, different Mm -hmm. countries, but the 2014 one was, I was in, I was 10 hours ahead um, in, uh, on the GMT, which is the the Greenwich Mean Time, and you were on Mountain Standard Time. So that, you know, managing that was really, really hard because uh, we, uh, and I I also know that was also the period where we were planning our wedding. So we probably were like, we had lost sleep for two years while we were uh, working through our relationship and planning a wedding and showing up to work. Uh, But you uh, you more than me, though, like you were there. You had a lot more on your shoulders and on your plate than I did. I was there in support. Like, yeah, we need to do this. We need to do that. This is this is what we should be doing. This is what we want. But you were the one who was really on the ground, running around. I was trying exhausted to figure, for figure things out. <laughs> trying to, yeah, that, that. I was... I was always exhausted in those two years, always. Uh, but uh, but but what I want to talk about is uh, the the cute little ways that we found a way to be in touch with each other outside of the you know the day to day calls and video calls um, on my travel home on the way uh, from work and your uh, travel into work. But uh, I I remember that. Back then, we were using this app called as the Couples app. And I remember this very distinct feature on the Couples app that had this um, sort of scratch pad of sorts where if I would sort of run my thumb on it, it would kind of vibrate. The app would vibrate at your end. And that would give you, that would send you a notification. The functionality was um, that the two of us can touch the screens and as one person is oh, touching yeah, the at screen, the, same time. Right. the other person would know right, where right, right. and you can touch the screen and then the phone would vibrate and that would be like a sense of you're, you're physically in touch with the other person. That was a, a very like, <laughs> you, you, you have to really think yeah, yeah. a little too far to be like, okay, this, this is as real as it gets. But for us, this, is, time, this is as much as I closest, can touch you. Yeah, that was the closest yeah. we could get to each other physically yeah. and that too like yeah. that was digital but for us it felt like yeah we were physically there uh yeah and i would say as a you know just putting on my strategist hat for a second rooted that was rooted in a really great insight at that point you know just bridging the gap in a long distance relationship through the form of touch because that's the one missing thing um but I think as uh, as an execution that was somewhat of a very humble execution, and yes. I know that, and I know that um, you know, uh, apps have come a long way. Long distance apps have come a long way since then. And Facebook just announced the release of their tuned app this week. So I think for the next episode, um, what we should do is we should we should sample that app. Um, and see if that is any better than the app that we used to use before. 
um and just you know do a do a like a minute long review on that app and maybe you know if you guys have any other ideas of uh, long distance apps that you would like for both of us to try and review we'd be happy to do that to be honest right now we are a little app loaded with at the moment because we're using all your usual suspect platforms to be in touch with each other anyway uh and you know we try to we try to make each other feel special through uh, a playlist a playlist that we've curated as well and uh, you know in in a few days uh, one of us will definitely upload the uh, of the playlist on instagram as well so you guys can follow that kind of long extended 6 to 7 hour playlist and it's all for uh, you know just long distance love and you can share it with anybody you would like to share it with well, uh, well, yeah, well, a loved I'll, one i'll i'll, I'll um, put another disclaimer there that i think it, that does, <laughs> we've also shared songs there that we just like listening to together right yeah 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 and yeah. and i mean in my mind probably more than than my, general in it i would say mine's probably more relevant uh, to the whole long distance theme of it but yeah uk has a more sort of diverse contribution to that uh, playlist but anyway so what uh, we we'd be happy to uh, sample a few apps uh, and share our experience of those apps to with that, you guys to that point i would also say that it'll only be fair that we try out couples app again because we haven't really used that app in 3 years or so so or be, even if it's around i don't know if it's still around so we'll have to look into that yeah absolutely but it'll be a good uh, refresher for us and then a good comparison to see how the tuned app works versus what we've used in the past right all right so that's it for today it was really nice doing this with you uk this was our maiden attempt and uh looking forward to the next episode uh and while we sign off we're also concepting what that next episode um is going to include so we'll be in touch with you all through our personal social media handles because right now this podcast doesn't have its own dedicated presence we something that, that i'm going to be working on yeah i'm going to work on that and um you know put that together but um Yeah that's it for now you guys stay safe wash your hands and uh, yeah be well take care of your mental health it's very important um yeah, and take care of the mental health of your loved ones as well i just want to say one last thing thanks for destroying the illusion of the fact that that sketch oh, i did was done over a couple of days and not a, not a 10 minute sketch because i made worked really hard to make it look like it was a 10 minute sketch <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. Well, I said, okay. 